0: Welcome to Azure Ability, a podcast for everyone interested in the art and science of developing solutions for the Microsoft Azure platform. Each show brings insight from the folks who know Azure best, including the cloud solution architects who help Microsoft's leading clients devise the most innovative and interesting solutions on the planet, as well as the engineers and program managers who build Azure itself. Listen in and you'll be sure to speed your journey into the cloud. And now your host, Lewis Berman.
1: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Azure Ability Podcast. We have a special show today with a bunch of people to all talk. Partnerish sort of stuff, and by way of admission, or you know, admitting guilt or whatever. Partners we have with us today are from New Desic. I used to work for New Desic, and I'm not supposed to show any favoritism at all. But damn it, here they are. Actually, I think it's more like I was able to get them into the studio. So Christine Cheney is here. Christine is, and I have to read this because it's it's you know it's really important that you have people's names, numbers, everything. She's an enterprise channel manager, which you know. I work for Microsoft, so I haven't the faintest idea what it is. (laughs) What is the faintest idea that is?
2: We basically are the matchmaker between our customers and our partners. So we are trying to make sure that we are aligning the right partners at the right time with the right solutions to meet our customers' needs. So that's pretty much it.
1: You don't know this. We're gonna fix this in post. But she's she's so soft voiced, you know. And she's a terror with the partners, though. I, as I as I hear, they they live all in quaking fear that they have to do everything that that is right. But it's really important to understand in the Microsoft world, and particularly Azure world. We don't just do it alone. Partners are an incredible part of our ecosystem. And whether it is when you pick an Azure service, you buy first party, is that what we call them, versus our third party services that might be produced by a company that, that makes pieces piece of software. But the most important thing is the know-how, the ability, the how do you figure out how to do. So I'm going to go to Kunal. And Kunal, is it Kapoor? Did I have that right? Did that I say right. Kunal Kapoor. Yes, and he's the director of client services, you know, and a car enthusiast, if I remember correctly, you know, and I haven't worked for Nudesic for a while, but I'm still tapped into a little bit of things. So, can you know, why don't you tell me some stuff about you and... Why the hell is a partner like Nudesic vital and important for Microsoft?
3: Absolutely. So first and foremost, yes, I'm a very big car enthusiast, although I've lost my uh, favorite car as of now to you, a- You parked
1: it somewhere and you forgot? Is that what you're saying? To an SUV
3: because I just had a baby. It was about four months old. Congratulations. Probably the only time I would trade off a car for something else. It, it, tell me
1: at least it is a fast SUV.
3: It is. It is. Depends on uh, what, what the definition of fast is. But I would say I don't worry about driving fast anymore. So in all retrospect, I would say that there were other faster options. This was the only way I could get rid of my previous car and not accumulate a lot of debt
4: responsibility <laughs> all around. So nice. uh,
3: so with Nedesic, we've been around for about 18 plus years and I've been with the company for almost 5. Nedesic is one of the top Microsoft partners in the ecosystem and kind of started from within Microsoft if you may. Our uh, one of our co-founders was actually employee number 3 at Microsoft Consulting Services and a very 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 strong alignment and uh, affiliation to the Microsoft technology ecosystem. One of your questions, Louis, was around why partners and when to engage partners. So primarily, there's actually just two types of partners in the uh, ecosystem. One are SIs, system integrators, and ISVs, people that actually make products. And yeah, i still, of
1: course, my, my favorite thing to do on the thing. You explained an acronym. I'm <laughs> usually like uh, lurking in the background to talk about what acronyms are. So. I
3: actually did a presentation internally to a lot of my colleagues, my counterparts across the country, and half of them were very, very happy that I actually added a glossary section to uh, my presentation that included all the acronyms and the new ones, in fact. And the reason why I said half was because the rest of them were already familiar. So no unintended intended there. But one thing that is common across both ISVs and SIs is that they are you know, focused on acceleration. Acceleration across digital transformation and a few other keywords and buzzwords that I'll be using. But top focus is around uh, how do you actually take what is available on a platform or on a product like Azure or that. Dan- 365 or Office 365 or M365 for that matter. A lot of 365 there, but the key is that partners come in to tailor the experience that you get with these platforms and products to essentially deliver the experience that your business, your end users need. So assume that Azure or 0 365 or Dynamics 365 takes you half of the way there because of the features that it comes with out of the box and partners get engaged to take that experience to the 100% level where it's completely aligned with the business that you have and the use cases that you need.
2: Hi, my name is Gretchen Huebner and I'm a founder of Codable. Did you know that kids who are introduced to programming early on are more likely to pursue it when they get to college? Codable is an introduction to programming used in over half of U.S. elementary schools. I started Codable because when I was in high school, I had the chance to take a programming class, but I didn't take it because I would have been the only girl. I wanted to give kids the chance to decide if programming is something that they're interested in before they get to high school. Help your kids learn to code. Get started at Codable.com. That's Codable with a K for kids.
1: We're not just in the room with Christine and Kunal, We're here with Steve, with the last name who I'm positive I'm going to say wrong. So it <laughs> is Tetrault. Is that is the right way to say it? Or is I've it been
4: called a lot worse, but it's actually Tetro.
1: Oh, it's well. it's a
4: it's a high quality French name. It's Canadian. So so, so
1: it's really that is correct as it, well. It's really important to note, and this is not just a man here. And I think you're a director of solutions, something or another, but. You're a director of perfectly matched fashion. You're you're in a pink shirt with pink matching glasses and maybe socks. I have to look under the table and who knows what. So my wife yep. would be very impressed with you. My wife, the uh, set and costume designer. You obviously do more than than just walk around fashionably. So some we say, say yes. <laughs> some uh, say
4: <laughs> some say. So my role is I'm in charge of all of the tech for the Northeast region, which for us is Boston down through in DC. So I partner with Kunal. He's on the business side, customer relationships, overseas kind of sales, and all of the PNL things. I'm overseeing all of our consultants, all of our engagements, all of our projects, making sure we're using the right solutions making sure we're engaged in the right way at the right time.
1: That's excellent. So how did you end up at New Desic? Have you been there forever? This is the first, even though I used to work in New Desic, I should say the company is based in Irvine, although there are lots of offices around the country. This is the first time we've met. So
4: So I have been with New Desic for just about two years now. Got it. Prior to that, I was with Microsoft Consulting Services for a couple (laughs) of years, based out of the central region as a principal solution architect and Before that, Deloitte. And then if you go back far enough, I was at Microsoft on the
1: West Coast for a couple of years on the product side. We have an incestuous relationship. It seems a lot of new (laughs) people came from Microsoft and vice versa. So that's good. That's good. So I'm going to turn to Christine and say, we think partners, we're saying partners are important, but, but how do we measure that? How do we see how partners move the needle, right? What do they bring to the table?
2: Well, it was funny. I was listening to you talk earlier and you said, Ecosystem, I say ecosystem. Ecosystem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I shouldn't be allowed in front of <laughs> Mike, your listener. I'm sorry about that. Yes, you
2: know, I come to this position as a longtime account executive in sales and so I see everything through the eyes of my customer. And so I first met Nudesic when one of my customers was a software developer and so I was looking at their needs and what they needed to achieve to move the needle in their business. And it was all about development and developing new technologies and solutions. So that's where we aligned. And now I have the responsibility for supporting media and telco partners. I have the responsibility of supporting retail and manufacturing. So for me, the important thing is to understand, okay, you know, for this customer, based on the partner ecosystem that exists today in their environment, how do we fit Nudesic into the strategy overall? You know, the ecosystem is alive. There are, you know, a lot of these larger customers, there are a lot of partners in there doing a lot of things. And so I think it's important to really hone in on what specifically will Nudesic do for this partner, what sets you apart in this particular situation is important. The other thing that I love about working with NewDesk is trust. I mean, Microsoft runs on trust and so one thing as we've developed our relationship is I trust Nudestic with my customers. I know that they are going to establish themselves with the business. I know that they're going to execute. I know that they'll escalate if they run into anything. And I know that they're just going to get the job done. I don't need to babysit them. They're just going to work with the customer to achieve the goal.
1: Now, isn't it true also is we have lots of partners, but we don't have lots of partners, right? You know, exactly. It, there's a bar.
2: Yeah, there is a bar. What you're looking for and and why we're such a great fit to work together is you're looking for a partner that can not only work on one project, but really embrace the customer and what they're looking to achieve, because that cuts across our clouds and that cuts across the solutions that we offer. Cool. So we just can keep doing more and more business. That's the goal.
1: Yes. So I don't actually know your story, how you came to Microsoft. I know you because I worked, we're, we're not talking about clients today, right? Christine was my first... Just saying, my <laughs> first A&E, account executive. So, well, so, so.
2: I, I actually stole you because I had a customer where I knew you'd be a great fit. But um, <laughs> Thank you very much. I came, I started, you know, my my whole beginning in life was I was an artist. I was far too creative to go into business. And so that lasted a very short amount of time. I became a developer and then moved into sales pretty quickly. But I came to Microsoft because I was relocating to the Philadelphia area and I just kind of wanted to start over. And so I looked out into the industry and I thought, wow, look at Microsoft. They need to change. They're going to change. And so I actually joined about six years ago, right before Satya joined, and it's been a really great ride.
1: It's a crazy different place, so I'll tell a little bit of mine. I've used Microsoft products since time immemorial. I was the chief technology officer of a company in 2000, and I got convinced them to do Microsoft ASP, you know, things like that, you know, things that were very contrary to the part of the world, as it were. And I am very bemused, though, to work here. It was was not a life path, but I, 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 at this point, I can't conceive of working anywhere else. And I understand we have two people from Nudesic in the room, so, so perhaps I shouldn't, shouldn't say well, it like that, know, but it's just worked out very great.
2: Things have really evolved. I don't know if anyone remembers when Satya came out and thanked partners at Inspire. The first thing he did after he thanked our partners was put a quote up from Mark Weisner, who came out of the Xerox Park think tank. And I started my career as a developer for a off that came out of that think tank. And if I look at the work that we did then, and where we are now at Microsoft, is you know we are so enabled to deliver on our customers' business problems.
1: So, Canal, do you have a sense of the changing Microsoft? Has has it changed from your view? Has it gone better or worse or anything?
3: It has. I've been with the uh, within the uh, partner ecosystem now for about thirteen plus years, and honestly, I've not received this amount of ROI, if you may, from the partner relationship that I have in the last two plus years. Wow. And overall change, I'll, I'll give you three examples really quick. One was seeing an email from Satya, actually, for one of the high-priority, high-potential high, priority, high, high potential customers out west. I saw a copy of that email, you know, it was, it was broadcasted within the Nidesic ecosystem where it was addressed to the customer from Satya and a partner's name, our name, was actually dropped in saying that, hey, Nidesic is the right partner for this journey that you're about to t- with Microsoft, and you know the, the Microsoft product being the vehicle, and Nudesic being the driver we will get you through to your destination. And actually that has been one of our biggest wins this year. But well, it was great to see. I mean, I personally never seen an email from one of the top companies in the world, a CEO of that company, actually even caring about a specific partner this much. So that was one thing that is, I've never seen before and I was great. very excited to see that. The second thing is the joint partnership that we've had, not just within um, counts, but also joint solutioning, joint sales motions, and potentially Just join technology, which is we've been involved with product and platform teams three to six months in advance, working on public preview features, not just in terms of how we roll it out together, but in some cases incorporating customer feedback that we are seeing today so that it can be incorporated in the product. I think the third one, which is at least from my opinion, one of the reasons why you guys, Microsoft, has the strongest ecosystem of, of uh, partners like us is just the accelerators. So we've built something that is called CoSell IP and UDESIC being one of the top CoSell solution providers in the country. Things that accelerate initiatives to a point where something that would take six months, for example, would take... Less than three months. So, we've done so many of these solutions that are now in this catalog that Microsoft has that nobody had thought of in the past. So, I think there's been a lot of focus in not just making partners successful, but also customers successful with partners.
5: Hi, my name is Megan Hochstetter, and I am the Elementary Education Program Manager at code.org. Code.org is a nonprofit dedicated to expanding access to computer science in schools and increasing participation by women and underrepresented minorities. Our vision is that every student in every school has the opportunity to learn computer science, just like biology, chemistry, or algebra. Code.org provides the leading curriculum for K-12 computer science in the largest school districts in the United States. And Code.org also recognizes the annual Hour of Code campaign, which has engaged 10% of all students in the world. Code.org is supported by generous donors, including Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, the Infosys Foundation, and many more. Learn more and join the movement by visiting www.
1: Let's take a different dimension on this. So what sort of technologies? I mean, this is Azure ability. We're talking about Azure. I realize Microsoft is larger than that. And I I think, of course, that you work across wider than Azure sort of thing. But what sort of Azure things exist? What do you bring to the table? What sucks? Tell us what sucks. What
4: sucks? Well, let me actually answer your first question. Then I'll actually get to your second question. So what we're doing a lot of is we are kind of an end-to-end partner. So we do everything from business consulting all the way to managed services. But we really win awards in four main areas, data and AI, DevOps, application modernization, and cloud migrations. So that's really where we excel at. We also do a lot of Dynamics and O365 and things like that. But the first four are where we really win awards in. So some of the things that
1: used to suck are actually changing right now. And it's more... That's wonderful partner speak. You just heard, dear listener, <laughs> wonderful partner speak. They're good at it. Yeah. I, I used to be good at it, maybe. So please continue.
4: <laughs> no. So one of the biggest challenges that we've had, you know, going back two, three, five years was actually getting integration into the product group. So unless you were working with someone like Ford or a massive company and you actually had like, a you know, 20, 30, 50 million dollar project, then that feedback is not going to be in for 12 to 18 months. Now with the speed of the in cloud and the releases happening literally like every week or every two weeks, what we're actually seeing is we're seeing that feedback rolled in. So we did a presentation at Build for a joint solution with the product group last year. We're working on an open source AI platform directly with engineering as well, which will be soft released at Build this year and more to come at Inspire and Ignite and all of those things. But that's really where we're seeing kind of where we play as well as what's in changing.
2: I was going to say, this is exactly what I love about NuDesk because, you know, if you think about data and AI, it's really the insights. So you, you're going to gain insights that are going to change business processes. So we work on projects in Dynamics because of the impact mm-hmm. in the business process change. And teams need to be productive with those insights. And that's where Office 365 comes in. So this is why partnering with New Desk is so great because at the core of those top areas that you focus in, they drive everything else for us.
1: So we're sort of having a love fest with, with New Desk <laughs> here. So not going to rain in your parade. I, I love New i I've, I've internally hired you. I've worked for you. And you're here, here today. But let's talk about the competitive landscape. It's not just nudesic, right? How does that work? I'm looking at Christine. And then how does it feel from your side? You don't just get handed jobs. You compete for jobs. You're brought together.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it goes back to the ecosystem. We start with the ecosystem, looking at the customer. And and when I say ecosystem, I look at, you know, from advisor Not ecosystem. Not ecosystem. No one likes
1: ecosystem (laughs) except for me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I look at, you know, who's advising the customer? You know, where where are they with the business advisory all the way through to, you know, from a competitor standpoint, how much do disruptive startups need to play in this customer's business? And I look at, you know, basically what does that landscape look like and who can you trust to go in and be able to maximize what the customer is trying to achieve? So there may be, you know, there may be existing partners in there. so you have to be mindful of our entire partner's business and supporting our partners, but it's finding those opportunities to move things ahead or you know, we talk a lot about ACI ACA, throw another acronym, you know, Azure Customer Ad. They're not doing anything in Azure today. We'd like them to. We've got ads across all three of our clouds. But how do we, you know, bring a partner in that can really have the credibility around going after that net new business, whether it's an ad or it's a particular project or workload. That's really where we're focused is to find those opportunities. Got it.
1: And so from your side
3: i would start by saying that for the for this current fiscal and actually for the last fiscal as well newdestic was actually the number one aca azure customer ad influencer so uh, kudos to everybody on our team one thing that is very very important to understand when engaging the right partner is just The alignment to Christine's earlier point around matchmaking. That is the job, right, that the ECM teams uh, play across the ecosystem to understand why a certain partner would be ideal. I would say cost is seldom the most important thing. What is really important is, has this partner been there done that like have they helped a customer with a similar problem that they may be facing i come across a lot of situations where customers are not mature enough to understand what the difference is between microsoft and Nadesic, and we explain it as there isn't actually a difference we're just an extension of microsoft where the product or the platform stops is basically where we start our journey with you to make it tailored for your end users the key to I would say you know, buying from Microsoft and then essentially buying from a partner is to understand where are the are the gaps. And then we come in to fill those gaps. And obviously we have the management consulting pieces to our business, user research, user experience. So we can create that ROI to first of all understand why even invest in cloud. If you've made that decision, we can come in and accelerate that journey to the cloud. And then once you're there, how can you stay there to get the maximum out of it? And then one other I would say important piece of just the Nudesic business that I run is the is the fact that we have some high performance teams that are just you know, partnered up with the right channels across the ecosystem within Microsoft, so product teams, account teams, cloud solution architects, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, we we, we operate with other cloud providers as well. So our, our strength is our agnostic approach, where we come in and understand why a certain solution is required, why a certain product is better than another. And despite being a platform or technology agnostic, we are definitely not opinion agnostic. So we provide those opinions to our our customers and you know explain to them this is how you can roll out the right solution for the right cost with the right skill set and actually you know how you can keep the lights on sometimes even without us we are not afraid to fire ourselves out of a job because you know our core strength is not to stay there forever but to uplift upgrade and then move on to the next best thing in some cases, clients do want us to be around. We have services that are aligned to that. But we're definitely, you know, I would say our differentiator is brains, not hands on keyboard. And we bring in the right talent and we you know, align them with the right solutions.
2: One of the things I also wanted to point out about, you know, working with partners, because like, you know, like you said, I work with a ton of different partners. Responsiveness is key. Yeah. You know, whenever I reach out to Canal, he literally gets back to me immediately.
1: One of the important things to do is we always look at our customers' best interests at heart. And so it turns out the legal side of this and how we do things. So for instance... From we were talking about CELA, which I don't understand what the acronym stands for, but it's our law dudes.
2: I don't and, know. The, <laughs> <you> know <laughs> I should all know exactly. Corporate and
1: somebody. So anyway, the people who make sure we stay on the straight and narrow with with the law. So yeah, so it, it turns so out we don't break that line. And how I'd like to know how that affects things and.
2: What we're speaking to is the fact that we need customer consent. So, our customer's environment, the business that they do, is confidential. And so, as they work with us as a key partner, they need to trust that, you know, we're going to be working with them and represent their business and do best by them. So, part of the process is, is getting the customer's consent to say, look, we have a partner that we think would be ideal in this particular situation or to work with you. Are, you know, are you open to that conversation? So, it's our account teams that are going to lead that conversation with our customer around how do we bring partners in to help you solve your problem and then from there you know once we do that introduction it's really you know we're handing the baton over to our partners to continue that trust relationship with our customer.
0: Microsoft MakeCode brings computer science to life with fun projects, immediate results, and both block and text editors for learners at different levels. With MakeCode, students can build a cardboard air guitar, a magic wand, a milk carton robot, or play with MakeCode Arcade, a retro 80s game development platform. Even make it rain chickens in Minecraft. Visit makecode.com to get started.
1: Even when I don't work with partners... Trust turns out to be the most important thing in here. Sometimes, and it's also the micro sort of level. So when we talk about creating technology, trust is really, really important, right? Are you creating the right thing? Or, you know, Azure is like this, you know, cranking spend meter. Are we trusting you to spend the right amount of money and things like that? So can you talk about a little bit about that? Sure. So my background is really data
4: and AI. So a lot of my examples are going to be in that realm. So I would say probably around this time last year, we were speaking at a customer forum and I was actually trying to get the point across of the different options that there are. So we were talking about how many different ways can you store data in the cloud in a platform as a service option? So not talking about IaaS and all the VMs you can spin up. We got to twenty three. 23 different options. So if you go to a customer who's new to the cloud, who's not necessarily in all of the when should I use NoSQL versus SQL or what's the right blend of tech, they really don't want options. They want answers, right? So we are really working with them to figure out what they want. And it's less about what they want and honestly more about what they need because a lot of the times they don't really know what to ask for. They'll ask for SQL when really Cosmos might be a better fit, or they're going to ask for an app service when maybe we should be using Azure Functions. So it's really about working with them to help educate them, to help kind of raise their knowledge levels so that when you actually give them a solution, they can help understand why it's, you know, kind of pros and cons.
1: There's no question. And I'm a cloud solutions architect my job is to basically help uh, our customers navigate the beast that is Azure. And Azure is this incredible beast, you know? And I, I say that in most lovingly way, but it is it is well above a thousand native and partner huge. services. And, huge. and services aren't small. Services like the entirety, like you're saying, Cosmos DB, which is the first globally distributed database with millisecond access and just incredible uh, four different APIs and yeah. It's it's massive. But I could have an entire career knowing just that. So do your customers tend to know a lot? Do you have to do a lot of education with them to even get them up to the point where they can say... What are you doing? Why are you suggesting how we're doing it? So it actually, there's a wide
4: spectrum. You get some folks who really, they've got their shit dialed in, right? So they know exactly what they're doing and they need help with a very specific, you know, I need help having my Cosmos get from 12 milliseconds down to eight. Very, very tactical so we do stuff like that also we're actually engaged with one of our customers now they're making a product they brought us in for a devops assessment well they don't even necessarily understand what devops or agile is they don't have a technical architecture they don't have a cohesive plan of how they're actually going to get from a to b they don't have a backlog So we gave them a DevOps assessment, but then we also tried to help them lovingly realize some of the other gaps that they have. So we can, it's like, look, if you need to be here by September, you need to look at these three roles. And there's not a single developer there. We said you need an architect, you need a program manager, and you need a QA lead. Those are the three things that we actually wanted to bring into them because Honestly, they had 60 developers going at it. So if we add five more, we're going to give them like an 8% tops gain in efficiency. Whereas if we bring in the right people in the right process, we can actually make everyone 15 to 20% more effective, which gives them, you know,
1: a lot more. So we're starting to run out of time. So I just want one more question for you guys, and I'll ask Christine to take it home. I'm a... Brand new customer. I don't know anything about working with partners. What should I really know about how the relationships work? How I approach it? How we even think about it?
3: So I'll give you a long-winded response.
1: But, uh, <laughs> of course, a long-winded <laughs> because response because this is the last
3: question. I think to cover a few things. Can I like the talk <laughs> But I mean. One thing that is important is is that is that whole trust topic, right? So NUDESIC as one of the top partners is actually one of the very few that's actually managed by Microsoft. So what that means is that not just <laughs> our paperwork is filed, but also, you know, most of our projects engagements are audited on a semi annual basis. We have joint business plans that are rolled out. You know, as a, as a partner ecosystem, we have partner development manager and very, very strong alliances with you know, product teams, etc. But what that also means is that we have an NDA that kind of extends through the Microsoft. Finally,
1: an acronym that I can say, <laughs> you know, no dogs allowed. Is that yes, what NDA that, stands for? I, I think it's no dogs allowed. So the
3: non-disclosure agreement that allows us to access some of the information that partners yep. typically don't get access to unless they're at a, at that, at a certain level. So we, we honor that. You know, we partner with Microsoft account teams around specific solutions and issues and problems that are being faced, starting from just awareness. You know, one of the challenges that folks like Lewis face is that you know it'll be great if you know a, a cloud solution architect was parked at every account that Microsoft has. That is not true because of the scale at which Microsoft operates. So when it comes to economies of scale, Nidesic is actually seen as an extension to the Microsoft ecosystem where our teams, the likes of Steve and his extended team, essentially act as what is called peace sellers partner sellers, and the impact that they make where not every account can have the same amount of focus and attention from Microsoft side. You know, Partners come in and then provide that level of guidance, that support with no obligations. They don't have to do business with us. We just want to be a part of that extensibility solution that we've created, which is you know, you're trying to solve a problem. This is how we've solved it. These are the best practices. These are the patterns. These are the problems. And these are the gotchas when it comes to uh, what you should be aware of when implementing a solution like this.
1: Excellent. So... That was only medium-winded, <laughs> so I appreciate you for that. And so, Christine, take us home.
2: Well, I think I've said this before, but I'll, I'll kind of end with this note. I think one of the great things about working with NewDesic is that you know they're going to establish a relationship with our customer. And so I can trust that they're not only going to be focused on getting the best outcome on that project, but they're going to get to know people. They're going to be looking at where they can extend the relationship, where they can help us do more across our three clouds. So I love working with these guys.
1: Terrific. So I want to thank Kunal Kupar, Steve T, with a name I can't pronounce, Crystal <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and keep it up in the cloud. I'm still trying to figure out a tag line, by the way, if anyone wants to say something. I think that's a good one. You know, I, I keep saying it slightly different each time, though. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it.
0: You've been listening to Azure Ability, a podcast for everyone interested in the art and science of developing solutions for the Microsoft Azure platform. Be sure to visit our website, azureability.com, for show notes, helpful links, and other episodes. We'd also love to receive your questions and comments. On behalf of your host, Lewis Berman, and the many friends of the podcast, thanks for listening.